Hired by faith, driven by results, it's the Compassion Network Podcast with Tia Ramey. Thank you for tuning in to the Compassion Network, where we discuss leadership from the perspective of faith. I'm your host, Tia Ramey, and I'm excited to introduce to you my network of compassionate leaders around the state of Ohio that made changing lives their business. Tonight, it is my hope to bring encouragement to those of you that are grieving. For many, a stay-at-home order has isolated several Ohioans in a limited space with painful thoughts. In addition, COVID-19 has taken the lives of 856 individuals around the state of Ohio to date. That's 856 families and friends that are currently grieving. Dr. Donna Poppendick is an educator and practitioner that has taken time out of her schedule to help those listening to the Compassion Network with managing grief. When Whether you or someone close is experiencing grief, I believe you will find her words of wisdom quite helpful. Donna, welcome to the Compassion Network. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for asking me to speak tonight. It's a pleasure to have you. Uh, I lined up my guest for the Compassion Network of individuals that I thought was very important to talk to. Um, of course, this is a important topic right now. You were at the top of my list, so I really appreciate you taking the time to, to speak to my audience tonight. So thank you for that. Oh, you're, you're quite welcome. I really appreciate the opportunity, too. So I know we've only got 30 minutes, um, and I really want to dive right in because you have uh, so many wonderful things to share First, I just wanted wanted to see if you could introduce yourself, talk about your background, and the impact your faith has made on your work. Sure. Um, as you know, <laughs> I like to think of myself as a very friendly nerd. I have um, several multiple graduate degrees. Uh, about 25, 30 years ago, I found out that I had autoimmune in my early, it was in my early 40s, and I went back to school at that time. Um, I kept learning, and I'm still learning today. Um, I think learning is one of the most growing experiences anybody can have. So right now I'm standing at two doctorates and three master's degrees. Um, now, going back to my early 40s, I, had, uh, uh, I was diagnosed with a platelet condition, an autoimmune condition, and I had um, two years on oral chemo. Um, Unfortunately, it seemed like the chemo was worse than the disease itself, so I started looking for other options. Um, Fortunately, I found all kinds of options to improve my health um, in the holistic health world. So I decided to dive in and try them, and lo and behold, they started to work. Now, um, after years of direct services and chemical dependency work and prevention, teaching at universities, I decided to develop my own company, which teaches people holistic ways we can create health, heal disorders of the mind and body, and general, generally just be happier and healthier. Um, in Health and Wellness Online, LLC, we have a professionals division, which grants continuing education for several uh, national boards uh, and state boards. And we're very excited because we're opening up um, a parent division, which is uh, going to address mental and physical health issues that parents often deal with in their children, and we're going to educate them uh, not only on conventional means to deal with them, but also on holistic, more natural ways. And everything is always evidence-based. So that's me in a nutshell. (laughs) 
That's awesome. I um, I know that you are a fantastic educator, and you and I have had several conversations about holistic health in the past. Uh, one of those things that stood out to me that I put into practice, I, I remember reading a, an article that you wrote about um, diets in teens and how your diet impacts your mood. And I thought that that was really interesting. Well, needless to say, I kind of did a little diet for a little while and, and cut out all trans fats, and then I had one day where I was so busy, only had enough time to grab a cheeseburger. Instantly, I felt the urge to cry. Like, I felt all this anxiety, boiling. I was, had just really weird mood, um, and I don't know. I just felt really depressed. I had no idea where it was coming from. Well, I went home, and I fixed a meal based upon the things in your uh, courses that you say are healthy, uh, and I felt a hundred times better. Suddenly the need to cry was gone, <laughs> or the urge to cry was gone. So I thought that was really interesting that your diet really can impact your mood and, and the role that your diet can play in depression. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's not always... Uh, so quick and so obvious, but definitely uh, should be part of everybody's uh, plan to get healthy. Absolutely. So, you know, in, tonight we're, we're talking about grief, and we have a lot of people that are experiencing grief right now. Can you talk and speak to some of the daily mental challenges for people that are experiencing grief during COVID-19? Um, just enlighten us what, what those people may be going through and what the challenges are. Sure, sure. Um, people have a lot of losses on so many levels. Uh, some of them have taken a hit in their own health. Uh, they've lost their jobs. Uh, some of them have lost their loved ones. Uh, they're probably missing being with others pretty desperately um, in, in close physical proximity. I mean, we have over 100,000 nerve endings on our skin. We were really created for human touch and all kinds of things. They might be dealing with hopelessness, depression. They might be questioning their faith at this time. Certainly um, grieving belongs into all of these uh, categories of losses too. The grieving is not for just when we lose people to death, but also uh, the separations and, and um, yeah, any kind of uh, adverse event that happens in our uh, lifetimes that these are all things that can trigger the grieving process and can certainly trigger depression. So, That's interesting. Um, um, when I thought uh-huh. to have a conversation about grief, I didn't think about uh, some of the other ways that people are experiencing loss. Like you said, just loss of connection and loss of touch, loss of affection, loss of employment. Um, so I'm so glad that you have enlightened us on just the complexities of grief and all the different ways that we all may be encountering it one way or another. Yes, indeed. So can um, you provide some words of encouragement? Yeah, yeah, please. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, please, um, yes. please elaborate. And I was just going to jump back a little bit to um, add um, back to my story again. Um, I did uh, decide to stop my oral chemo after two years um, because the first holistic treatment I tried, I got very blessed with. Um, it was a treatment that measured my body's electromagnetic response to supplements and defined areas of nutritional need. 
Um, and so just after the first treatment, we managed to halt the progression of my autoimmune disorder. And then um, just very slowly over, say, the last 25 years, as I've made progressively more changes to my lifestyle and my diet, supplements, how I handle stress, um, I just wanted to share that my success with my own health made me want to share this with others. Um, so I am in a very good position, really, to be an encouraging person to all who go through grief, because I've certainly experienced um, many tragedies in my lifetime, not just with my health, but with personal losses. Um, and I wanted mm -hmm. to tell people that we've had many pandemics in our history here in America, and this one is across the whole globe. This isn't the first one, and it's probably not going to be the last one. And please know that we will make, make it through this pandemic like we have made it through all the others. Like people have had personal bad and difficult times, but somehow we always seem to muddle through. And I wanted to recommend a few things to people. I recommend that you literally count your blessings. <laughs> Try to see and list all the good and beautiful things that are still around us. For some people, that might be a gratitude journal. For um, other people, uh, they might notice Hey, the sun's still coming up every day, and the rain come down, comes down. It's nourishing all our beautiful plants and flowers. I know I've got my garden, my organic vegetable garden already planted, and I've got a riot of beautiful uh, colored flowers planted, and all this rain is um, just making my plants stand up and look so healthy. That's a real blessing for me. So mm -hmm. um, I, I want to remind people, if you seek, you will find. If you're a believer and you find yourself doubting God, just have a chat with him about it. Open your Bible. Take a walk in a beautiful nature area. And just know that God is mm -hmm. still with us. Above all else, take your supplements and eat healthy. And we already covered this, but this is going mm -hmm. to boost your immunity. You battle all of this, both physically, but also mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Mm, that's good. That's really good. I, I appreciate the words of encouragement that you gave and just um, understanding the importance of counting your blessings. Even uh, right now, I've, there's so many little things that I've enjoyed. Uh, for starters, I, I've never had this kind of time with my family, so I'm really enjoying spending time with my daughter. Uh, we're having a great time every single day and finding different ways to connect and bond. Um, it's forced me to be creative on a daily basis <laughs> to keep up with her. Uh, but just yesterday, right. we went on a bike ride together. It was a beautiful morning, so I was very grateful for that time. Um, you know, being able to, one, I'm not being distracted to go out to eat all the time, so that's good. So I've been able to really focus <laughs> on eating healthy. <laughs> I need to do better about moving, that's for sure. But um, I wanted to say that, you know, right now I'm, I'm finding that people are really, everyone has a different struggle with this. Um, I've talked to some people, they're upset that they have lost their job. Then you've got people who are upset because they have to go to work and they're essential. Then you've got people who are upset because they have to work at home. Um, you've got people who are upset because they're spending too much time with their families. And then you have some that are upset that they're essential and they're not getting the time with their families because they're having to do additional hours uh, where there's staffing things being cut. So there's a different journey with this all the way around. So I really 
appreciate that you yeah. spoke to <clears throat> counting your blessings and seeing all the little wonderful things that are beautiful about life that we may not have had the time before to stop and pay attention to. Right. right. Yeah, like you, I, I know um, it's it's so calm around my home right now. Um, and uh, I'm, not, I'm no longer rushing off to meeting people, although I, I love networking and I love uh, the conferences I present at and, and I love writing um, my courses and my blog articles. But it's kind of nice just to sit still and be able to hear my own thoughts I know that everything is okay inside me and will be okay outside of me too. That's good. That's one of the, so one, tell, yeah, that's one of the blessings yeah. I felt. <laughs> that's good. That's good. So with health and wellness online, um, I know that you have a lot of online courses that people are um, taking. What would be the most popular course that you're seeing people sign up for during this season? Uh, what is it that they're most interested in studying? That's an interesting question. Um, I would have expected, um, I have a a long course in prevention, and it's all about getting healthy and staying healthy, avoiding substance use, avoiding getting sick. And certainly that has been one of my best-selling courses. But um, I've actually seen um, a lot of different courses selling um, from, you know, in, in the professional world, from the ethics course to uh, treating heroin naturally. Um, I've got a brand new course that's going to be coming out soon on ADHD, um, <clears throat> which mm. is a concern of many parents. Yeah, so um, surprisingly, it's, I've just sold a variety of courses. That kind of surprised me, but I'm, I'm very happy whenever I can get the word out because it, it, it's a common thing. You have to love yourself enough to change your lifestyle and love your body enough, treat your body like a temple by feeding yourself healthy food, which impacts Mm -hmm. not just your physical body, but how you feel, which impacts how you think, behavioral choices you make, and how connected you feel to your higher power. That's very good. That's very good. Speaking of back to counting your blessings, it's a great time to get educated Mm -hmm. and study some things that you may have been interested in learning. So I would encourage people to browse your website. Um, And and just to get back to, um, you know, just some of the struggles people are going through, can you just provide some words of encouragement to people that are struggling to find solace during this time? Because one challenge that I know that some of my friends are experiencing, you know, some of us have our families around, but some people don't. And so it's almost too much quiet time for them. Um, And and that is, you know, sometimes being alone for extended periods of time are very hard. Can you encourage people who may not have the extended network to to keep them, you know, encouraged throughout the day? Yes. I, I want to encourage people to make sure that they stay in touch with the people you love, um, <clears throat> your friends and family, um, especially those who are uh, suffering with the social distancing and dealing with grief. Uh, people like the elderly, other family members, close friends. Um, we can see each other on our phones. We can literally see each other as well as talk to each other. But just hearing somebody's voice is, to me, the next best thing to being with them in person. But um, since we so often can't do that, we can see people and talk to people on our phones, our computers, 
And there are free programs available like Skype and Zoom, and I think Google has GoToMeeting. Um, I would recommend that people email and text every day. Now is the time to open up your mouths and tell your loved ones that you love them and appreciate all they are and what they have meant in your life. And that's going to do two things. It's going to help your loved ones, and it's going to help you as well, the person who is doing it. Um, probably not everybody has heard of a, uh, a late, fairly famous uh, psychological theorist by the name of Viktor Frankl. Um, he was uh, a Holocaust survivor, and his most famous book was called Man's Search for Meaning. Um, and the therapy that he developed is called logotherapy. And this is especially relevant right now to people going through uh, what we are with this pandemic. Instead of focusing on trying to make meaning of what is and what's the past, we should put our focus instead on making our future, our present, going into our future more meaningful. And I, I uh, mm. pulled a couple of quotes from Frankl. When we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. What does that mean? Change can come from within us. We don't have to wait for the pandemic to pass in order to feel better. Another quote, it is not what we expect from life, but rather what life expects from us. Happiness uh, is a byproduct of living a meaningful life true to our values and beliefs. And um, finally, everything can be taken from a man or, or a human being, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. Yes, we can choose to look forward. We can choose to make the most of the conditions that we're living in right now, and we can choose to be happy. So this is a great time to make this meaningful experience by searching for meaning, and it'll be a different meaning for, for different people. Think about the things you may have learned about yourself during this time of staying at home. And it is a proven fact that people who find meaning in dif difficult circumstances, such as the ones we're living in, tend to deal better with their grief than those who don't. Food for thought. That's very good. It's very, very good. You know, I find that uh, for me personally, um, you know, there's a lot of people who chase happiness, and sometimes I feel like the more I chase happiness, the further away it is for me. But uh, meaning is is altogether a different experience. And in in my search or um, just in the encouragement to, to be uh, on a path towards things that are more meaningful, happiness becomes a byproduct of it. But the other thing that comes out of it is the strength to endure, uh, which is what I really appreciate. You know, suddenly there's this hope, there's this strength, there's this patience, um, even the patience with myself uh, because I found meaning in, in some of the things that I'm going through or uh, the things that I am uh, aspiring to be. So I really appreciate those quotes. And that was Dr. F say his name again. Victor Frankl, it's V-I-K-T-O-R, and F, as in Frank, F-R-A-N-K-L. I believe he was um, Austrian. He's not with us Very anymore. Good. I think he died in the 80s, but he's, he's a great, he was a great guy, and he, he did 
wonderful work. Um, the people who were practicing what he was recommending fared much better during the Holocaust than those who didn't. We're living in kind of a Holocaust right now. <laughs> we were fighting a virus. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's very, very interesting, you know, um, what we are going through at this time. And uh, we had a therapist on a few days ago, and she spoke to a secondary trauma. And she was saying how, you know, not it's not even just sometimes what you're going through, but sometimes watching other people go through such heartache and stress and pain can cause trauma to yourself. Um, right. So what I want to ask you is, is in regards to grief and depression, you know, some people have a hard time with uh, the patience, you know, that it takes to heal. I mean, how, how patient should a person be with themselves or what is realistic during this time um, that they may be feeling down? You know, is it okay to allow yourself to feel down, um, you know, what what are some of the boundaries with that, you know, seeing as though they are going through some really real things during this time? Right. Well, I will say that depression can be kind of a friend to you, too, as long as you don't let it get away from you, uh, if you don't plunge into a deep clinical depression. Um, but uh, it, it's a time of really uh, self-introspection, a time for being mindful, for being in the moment. And it's okay to feel your feelings, but I would never recommend that you stay there for long periods of time. In other words, it would be good to get out and distract yourself, maybe uh, put on some music and dance or sing at the top of your lungs (laughs) or something fun to do Mm -hmm. or do some exercise that you can also do at home. Uh, So a combination of distraction and allowing yourself to hear your thoughts, mull them over, and still find your way to being hopeful uh, will go a long way to helping you um, walk through it instead of around it. It'll come back and bite you if you try to avoid it. So, um, But do it carefully and very mindfully. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that's very, very good. Um, I, I think that it's important to set up boundaries for ourselves. So you said that as long as it doesn't slip into anything clinical, are there signs for, you know, slipping? Sometimes, you know, sometimes we find ourselves in a place and we didn't know how we got there. So how do you prevent yourself from going too far? What are some of the warning signs that you might be slipping into a depression? No. Um. I can speak from my own personal experience. Um, when I start slipping into a depression, it's going very quickly, and it usually has a lot to do with my diet and my blood sugar. I tend to be a little hypoglycemic, so um, what I will do if I recognize that strong clinical depression coming on very quickly, I will actually go eat something with sugar, which I never recommend that one do at any other time. <laughs> And then right after you do that, that will bring your blood sugar back up again, should um, really impact your mood. And then eat some protein, believe it or not, because that helps stabilize Mm. the blood sugar. And you get that up and down effect that people usually have when they're eating. Um, If that doesn't work, it's time to call 911. You want to make sure you get some medical assistance um, and, um, yeah. 
I like the distraction. If the distraction doesn't work and doing something with your diet doesn't work, then definitely reach out for professional help. 911 will still come for you. Yeah, I know that you do a lot of work in prevention. Uh, so how can yeah. we prevent ourselves from picking up unhealthy habits? Because I know you've done a lot of work in recovery <laughs> and, and a lot of things with substance yeah. abuse. So if you can just speak to some prevention, because this is also, though it may be a time to break some habits, it's also a time where people are creating some really unhealthy habits too. Uh, so maybe if you can speak to prevention that would be very helpful to those who are listening. Well, um, you could start by kind of keeping a diary of the things that you're doing during the daytime and what you're putting into your mouth and when, and, um, and then take some time to look back on it and, and uh, you know, see what looks like something's positive and what looks like a downward trend. So um, it's never easy to change habits like these. I mean, lifestyle habits, do take time to change. Um, but like, like I was saying, um, adding some healthy things like a little bit of exercise, and I always recommend you do something fun. You know, like I love to sing and dance. I mean, I wouldn't inflict myself on other people, but right now I'm home alone. <laughs> so <laughs> I can play my music and dance around my living room. Um, I can read a good book. I can pick up my phone. I can text and email um, and I, I can look and see what, what I'm, you know, what I'm eating. For me, my mood is very diet-related. Not, not always, but uh, when my diet's good, then I'm handling my feelings a lot better. So um, I can cope. Did you have anything, like, more specific in mind as to what you can do in terms of prevention? I feel no, like yeah, no, I... No, I think that that's good, just, you know, making sure that you're adopting healthy habits. I think that that's um, a great start. Um, I, I spoke to someone the other day, and, and they have this checklist when they are struggling um, emotionally, and their checklist is, you know, to make to say, hey, are you taking care of yourself mentally? Um, are you happy there? Are you taking care of yourself physically? Have you got enough exercise? Have you got enough sleep? Are you eating well? Uh, and so they do this checklist to see what might be out of alignment so they can address those things. So I, I, I like yeah. um, the practical tips that you have given. Um, yes, the other night someone gave like a checklist. That is a great idea. I'm sorry? Oh, I was just agreeing with you. Doing a kind of an inventory checklist is a phenomenal idea, and you can also keep a diary because that will give you – some clue as well. Uh, you mentioned sleep. Sleep is really, really important to our mental health. So if we're not sleeping well, we need to address those issues. Like uh, don't mm-hmm. sleep with the TV on or the light on. Um, I personally use aromatherapy at night when I'm trying to fall asleep. It relaxes me. I program my TV to go off at a certain time. So I, whether I fall asleep early or not, it goes off by itself. And I keep my room nice and dark. I think that you spoke to some really important things um, in terms of especially managing grief is to make sure that you have an environment that is healthy. Um, aromatherapy has a huge impact on mood. I know I'm one of those those people that things have to smell good. <laughs> I have essential <laughs> oils and diffusers and candles and all these things, you know, make me very happy. I'm that person who loves fresh flowers in my home. 
um, that has a big impact on my mood. And my whole family knows that if I walk in the house and it smells like garbage, I feel like garbage. It's <laughs> so. good to know yourself. It is. Um, the other thing is opening the curtains. That's something that's very important to me is to let mm-hmm. as much sun- sunlight into my house as possible. I love natural mm-hmm. sunlight. Um, so that's one of those things that's on my checklist. Um, of, of managing my emotions during this time. Uh, so those are some of my personal tips that okay. helps me out with just making sure that I'm building an atmosphere and an environment of positivity, um, a, a healing environment. is very helpful for me. Mm-hmm. Yes, sounds great. I just wanted to say, too, that everybody's different. So you have to go in search of what things work for you individually. Mm-hmm. For you, it's going to be opening the curtains and aromatherapy. For somebody else, it might be playing some music or, um, you know, reading a good book. You know, whatever works for each individual person. That's the right Absolutely. thing Absolutely. Absolutely. I love for it to be as quiet as possible. <laughs> so if there's music <laughs> for me personally, I, I need, like, music that has no lyrics. Um, I, but it's only because I have a lifestyle of being in marketing and advertising where there's constant messaging coming at me. So when there's no messaging, I really appreciate the solace. <laughs> but um, my final question for you, and I ask everyone this that comes on the Compassion Network, is how can we support you in the work that you're doing? Well, of course I love it when people read my free blogs and take my courses. Um, that's a wonderful way to offer me support. But um, more importantly um, to me, you can support me by learning, by taking, learning to take really good care of yourself, being a wonderful role model to people around you. Even children, they're not your own children. They watch other adults. Um, It's really important just to be the best person you can be. And this is the real reason I do what I do. It's to put good into the world while I'm here. That's very good. Thank you so much for having this conversation and and bringing encouragement and practical tips and solutions to those who are grieving during this time. We really appreciate you coming to the Compassion Network tonight. Thank you so much for asking me. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. In closing, the Compassion Network is all about leadership from a perspective of faith. It takes great faith to see yourself on the other side of a tragedy and find hope in the process of grieving. Leaders like Dr. Poppendick understands that people need practical solutions to overcome hard times and provide education to help us all in our individual healing journey. Tomorrow night on the Compassion Network, YouTuber and apologist Chris Featherstone has great insights on how to defend your faith when the opportunity arises. Thank you for tuning in to the Compassion Network. Make sure to follow us on social media. Uh, you can also find links to Dr. Poppendick's uh, website, healthandwellnessonline.org, where you can purchase cor- courses from her if you are interested. She has courses that are very reasonably priced right now. She's even got a few sales that I saw were available. Be sure to follow us on social media and have a great night. You are listening to the Compassion Network Podcast.